This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Okay, friends, welcome back to Burning Brightly. I am so thrilled to tell you that I have my first guest today. I'm not a stranger to guests on podcasts because of Outnumbered, but this is my first one on Burning Brightly. So welcome to Danny Fake. Welcome. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yes, you guys are going to love Danny. She and I are in a mastermind together, and we really, really have learned a lot from each other. And I'm so excited to dive in on what she is an expert in. Give us a little bit of a background into your expertise, what we're going to talk about today, and who you are. Yes. So who I am. So first of all, my name is Danny Fake. And I like to joke because people love to make fun of my last name. And it is <laughs> fake, just like it sounds, F-A-K-E. And I am a real person, I promise. <laughs> so currently, I do. I have my own practice where I do what I call depth coaching. So I am a former therapist. So I had a therapy practice for 10 years and really worked helping people to go deeper, to go deeper into their inner world. And so I take that into my coaching practice now. And I'm also a PCC, so a professional certified coach with the ICF, and I'm an ICF coach mentor. So I do coach training in their coach training program and also mentor coaches who want to get their um, ICF credential. And all of this, much of this is done within the context of what we're going to talk about today, which is parts work. So... Parts work. Okay. So first off you say parts work and I think, okay, we're going to like take a car apart and figure (laughs) figure out how the engine works. Right. But I know better because I have seen Danny's work and I've been following you on Instagram. I love, love, love what you teach. And I love that you are kind of, it sounds like you are trying to kind of be a little bit of a liaison between that, that coaching world and the world of therapy, which I know there is a little bit of overlap, but anything, obviously we coaches can learn from the therapist to help us do our work better without, you know, crossing too far into your territory. We love. So tell us about this. What is parts work? Why is it important? Yes. So parts work is, well, you say it's like a mechanic or a car taking itself apart. I mean, that's not a bad metaphor (laughs) (laughs) because we're actually doing that with ourselves. So most of us tend to unconsciously go through the world feeling like we are just one person. Like I'm just Danny, right? And you're just Bonnie, but the reality is we all have a whole bunch of different parts that live inside of us. So we're not actually one mind. We are of, of multiple minds. It is not multiple personality. Like we are not talking about dissociative identity disorder, but everyone actually knows this already. So if you think about in our culture, you hear, well, I have an angel on one shoulder telling me one thing and I have a devil on another shoulder telling me, telling me another thing. Or you'll say, oh, there's a part of me that really wants to go to this holiday party. And there's a part of me that just wants to stay home curled up with the book, right? So it's, we already use the language. We already talk about it. If anyone has seen the movie Inside Out from Pixar, that is a beautiful representation of parts work. And so it already exists in our culture. And so what, what parts work does in terms of my work and bring it into the coaching practice is making what's already true, how we already talk conscious, making ourselves mm-hmm. aware who are the key players for each of us? How are they helping us in our lives? How are they maybe getting in the way of what we're really wanting to accomplish? How can they help us to be more emotionally regulated, build better relationships? So it's really becoming conscious of what already exists with all the different parts that live inside of you. Okay. That is a beautiful explanation. And I think for a lot of us, we'll make us realize, okay, we're not crazy. <laughs> this no, is totally no, normal. No, crazy. <laughs> you, totally we all have voices in our head. <laughs> yes. 
I really resonated with that movie when I saw it. I was like, I get that. Yes. I got joy and I got fear and I got all the things. Yes, and disgust so and anger and sadness. Yes. And Yes. And sometimes they're all talking at the same time. You're like, yes. okay, I don't even know what to think about this situation because you have all these things going on at once. And you know, when I first heard about this work from you, actually, a friend introduced me to you. I thought, okay, this resonates a lot with me and not just me personally, but in my work with clients as well, they'll say something else. I just don't know why I can't get rid of this thought. I don't know why I can't move past this. And I'm thinking, I think there's more there that we don't fully understand. Right. So Let's dive in a little bit. Tell us about these different parts, these different roles inside okay. of our mind. What do they look like? So the, first, I feel like I need to give a nod to the origin of parts work from in the therapeutic world. And so it is based on internal family systems, which was a methodology developed by Richard Schwartz like 40 years ago. And his work with it really is a therapeutic model of going in and, and working with traumas. Um, and it, it has been an incredibly powerful evidence-based healing modality for people in the therapy world. So I just feel like I need to give a nod out because that certainly is the foundation of it. The way that I talk about parts work is there's really three core aspects of all of us. And the first one are your protectors. So we all have allies. So the, those protector parts of us that are like, yes, I can help you. I'm going to help you get your job done. Our ally protectors are what allowed you and I to show up here today and be recording this podcast, right? Because we've got parts of us that know how to make that happen, how to manage our lives. We also have protectors that are commonly referred to as saboteurs or maybe underminers or people who maybe undermine the things we're trying to do. These are the ones that are typically a little bit more problematic, things that we can get frustrated with. So we have these protector parts that are both allies and saboteurs. So the, both, both the, the challenging and the, the helpers. And then they're called protectors because they are protecting something. So the second type of part is I refer to it as the little. Internal family systems refers to it as the exile, but it's the younger the inner child, the more vulnerable parts of ourselves that we don't like to hang out with because they hold a lot of our pain. And so mm. we tend to disown them. Like we'll literally tend to like push them down the basement stairs or push them into the corner. Like we don't want to be engaged with those littles because they're holding the, the pure pain from just being a human being in this world. So that's the second type of part is a little, and I, I would love at some point how this fits in to actually talk about how do you work with the littles in coaching? Because the littles a really important part of overcoming some of the just challenges we have as humans, challenges we have as running businesses, having jobs, like so we've got to deal with the littles. And then the third kind of part is the authentic self. I call it the authentic self. You may refer to it as your higher self, your divine self, your essential self. Like there's a bunch of different ways to refer to it, but it is the part of us that is, it, it holds our capacity for self-compassion. It is our wisest part. It is the part that holds our deepest inner knowing and it is calm, it is curious, and it is compassionate. Mm -hmm. And it is like our deepest inner leader. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you talk about that authentic self, I just get this image of like the future me, the really wise yeah. me who yeah. just wants to love me and say, it's going to be okay. I see the future. Like I know what's coming. It's going to be all right. And that's kind of what we try to channel a lot in, in coaching sessions when we're going into something really scary, yes. like building a business, yeah. right? Yes often referred to in the coaching practices or coaching worlds as the inner leader, like our deep, our mm. biggest, strongest inner leader. And that's exactly what it is. 
And, you know, the reason life is even challenging, it's like, well, if you have an inner leader, just like let it lead all the time. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes I wish like, would she just be a little more bossy and just like take over? But the reality <laughs> is that's just not how it works. Our inner leaders, they just, they, they sit back and they're always available to us. Mm-hmm. But it is our protector parts that tend to be more aggressive and will jump into the driver's seat and our authentic self will be like, okay, you know, you mm-hmm. go ahead and do what you need to do. I'm here when you need me. Interesting. So let's talk yeah. about the protector for a second, because that's one I haven't really encountered a lot before. Uh, what What is it typically protecting? Are we talking about like some of that hidden pain or what, what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so if you think of it as just a visual of parts, like actual people, like actual parts of you, imagine, you know, a kind of a guard part of you, a protector part. And behind that part is literally a, a child. Like for you, it's probably mm. going to be a little girl, a younger version of yourself that is holding uh, pure pain. And when I say pure pain, that's Martha Beck. I don't know if you're familiar with her as a coach. She talks about clean pain and dirty pain. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, dirty pain can be the pain that we tend to just generate with our thoughts over and over and over again. Like, oh, he's never going to love me. Oh, I'm never going to have a relationship. Or, oh, this is never good. Like you're, you're, you're constantly reigniting the pain. We call that dirty pain. That's actually driven by a part, right? Versus clean pain is our littles are holding just the the pure fear. It might be in that example, it might be something like, like, I'm never going to belong. I'm Mm. never going to be a part of a community. I am going to be rejected and abandoned. And there's a pure fear that is very human. You know, it can be straight, straight up primal human fear, and it can also come from trauma, whatever your past traumas are. So it's just, and you're funny, I don't know if you notice, like my voice slows down when I talk about the little, right? Because it's yeah. just like, it's such a precious, vulnerable, tender part of us. Yeah. And because of that precious vulnerability, we have a whole host of protectors that keep her from coming to the surface so that we don't have to feel what that mm. part of us is holding. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about that little, I I think, oh, that's why it feels the way it does when I leave a therapy session where I need to go like kind of calm her back down and put her, put her back away. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Open up and you're like, oh, I actually can't function like this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We don't, most of us don't go there willingly a lot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where I get so passionate about this work, because if we were willing to learn the skills of how to go there safely, how Mm. to go there without re-traumatizing ourselves, Mm -hmm. it actually gives us access to the best parts of ourselves that can create whatever we want to in this world, Mm. right? It's just... Yeah. We we need to have the skills to go there more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then that protector maybe doesn't have to work so hard because a hundred percent that little is a little more accessible. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that little, a little bit. And you mentioned understanding how to deal with that in a coaching scenario. How can you help us understand that? Yeah. So, so in internal family systems, when they talk about the exile or the little part of the goal in the therapeutic model is that you are doing what's calling unburdening the little you're actually getting into their traumas into their stories letting them tell that trauma story so that it can be healed and then integrated into the whole so that's that's the therapy version the mistake i've seen a lot of coaches make especially as i've, I've started teaching parts work or people that are new to learning parts work is that because there's this line that they like coaching is not therapy then there's a sense of like, well, I can't have anything to do with the little because she's holding all of the trauma. I'm not supposed to get into the story. Mm-hmm. And I push on that. And 
what I mean by that is I still never work with my clients or encourage my, my coaches to, to get into the little story, but if you overshoot it and you just pretend the little doesn't exist at all, that's when you, you don't have any space for healing or growth. And so in the coaching world, the mantra is you acknowledge the existence of the little. I'm not going to talk to her about her story. I'm not going to talk to her about her pain. Like if I was coaching you, I'm not going to coach you into the, the, the trauma story of your little, right. That's going to be your therapist job, Mm -hmm. but I am going to encourage you in whatever scenario you're bringing to me to acknowledge who is the little underneath this that has the vulnerable emotion, who has the fear, who has the shame, who has this, like, who is that? Can we get you to just turn to her and acknowledge her existence? That's step one, acknowledge she exists. Step two is nurturing. That you're not hearing the story, you're not solving the trauma, you are nurturing, meaning I'm just offering you gentle, tender energy. I'm letting you know you're not alone. I'm acknowledging you and I'm sending you so much love. I'm not doing anything. I'm not fixing any problems. Mm -hmm. I'm simply being with you and letting you know you exist. I'm here and it's okay right now. Oh, that is beautiful. And I love that distinction. Like we're not going to dive in because we're not qualified to go into the trauma, but we can't ignore her. She is sometimes crying very loudly for assistance and help and causing a lot of issues behind the, behind the scene. And it's so interesting because I talk about business all the time and you don't think there's a lot of emotional work to be done around business, but boy, is there (laughs) ever. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about, buddy. (laughs) We actually did a a social media post about this recently. There was a coach who was like, well, I just don't see a lot of, you know, need to really dive deep and the emotional side of things when building a business. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do. (laughs) Is it just me? I know it's not me because I have clients coming to me saying the same thing. I want to get started with this thing. And I just, I don't feel worthy or I start to cry yes. every time or something is coming up. And my next question for you was going to be, how do we, how do we allow for more self-compassion with ourselves? But I think you already hit on it. It's just acknowledging that she's there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, the metaphor that I'll use with my clients and so say this to, to your listeners as well is to imagine if you were to walk up and see a small child sitting on the edge of a sidewalk and that child was crying, maybe they're holding a stuffed animal know, what would you do? Most of us would, well, actually the first impulse would be, okay, what's going on? How do I fix this? Right. Where's the parent? (laughs) Right. Where's the parent? Right. But aside from that, assuming there's no fixing, you're not fixing. Mm. What would we do? Oh my gosh. We would go up and sit next to that child. We would put our arm around that child. We would comfort that child. We would let them cry. We Mm. would let them just, Hey, I'm here. I got you right? So that they can, they can get themselves regulated and then, you know, knowing how to move forward. I, I define self-compassion as the gentle nurturing energy that we offer to our parts of self. Mm. In this context, we're talking about offering gentle nurturing energy to the little, the little sitting on the sidewalk, but we also offer gentle nurturing energy to our parts. Like we have an inner critic that is just eviscerating us all the time. Most of us want to be like, oh my God, get her off the bus. Yeah. And I shut up. <laughs> I'll get on a soapbox. There's a lot of people that say a lot, like, just shut up your inner critic. No, you actually build a relationship with your inner mm. critic. You offer it compassion. You offer it understanding. You get to, you get curious about what's going on with this critic. What is it really trying to do here? And you're still offering tender, nurturing energy to that part as well, as well as the part that it's the little that it's protecting that's behind it. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. This is reminding me of an experience I had not long ago where I made a mistake and all, all this junk came up. There was shame and there was fear and there was sadness and everything. And just, I was actually really grateful for it. It felt awful. But as a coach, I was like, what is happening here? And it allowed me some of that insight into my brain. It's like, okay, I've got somebody here who's really struggling with the criticism I'm getting. And I'm criticizing myself on top of it. I've got another person here who person got another part of me. Who's like, you're a terrible person, you know, and another part that's like, oh, but it's going to be okay. You know, just the comforting and so interesting to just kind of pull that apart. And I think that when we make the mistake of just forging ahead, and maybe that's the protector's job is we just go, just, just push it aside and forge ahead. We really run the risk of that causing us some issues in the future, as most of us have attested to when we have childhood stuff that hasn't been dealt with. Right. Because when you're most of our protector parts, they only have one agenda. They are very tunnel vision, like that driven push ahead, like just, just push past it. That's her job mm-hmm. for those of us who have those, but like that is her, her sole job in life is just, let's just push past it. But the reality is we can't let, ideally, we don't want any single protector part of us to run our lives because they're so near they're, They've got so much narrow, like tunnel focus. We really want to have our inner wisdom be what directs our lives we mm-hmm. can use those parts, those protector parts to help execute and orchestrate our lives, but we can't let them be the only thing that, mm-hmm. that runs our life. Right. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people do because it's so unconscious. Like we tend, we, most people who can tell you, you learn this concept, we think we're just one person. So this whole process is very, very unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have found personally, it has been so freeing to acknowledge those parts and go, this one needs a little bit of love today. This one needs a little bit of, or this one needs to to be driven. We got to go do some stuff today and and we'll deal with this a little bit later. We don't have time for that to come up today. Later on, we'll pull that up. So let's go back to that authentic self for just a second. Describe what she looks like to me. I want to understand her a little bit better. Yeah. Well, it's funny, as you were just talking, I'm like, I wonder if Bonnie realizes she's talking out of her authentic self right now. And Mm. what I mean is you were able to say, well, I've got this part that is feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, that you did that. I've got another part that's like beating yourself up. You've got another part that's saying, oh, it's okay. The part of you or the aspect of you that's able to see all the parts at play is an observer, right? You're kind of away from yourself and you're looking at all of the players and it is that observer energy that is a starting place for your authentic self when you're able to like, not be the shame, not be the driver, but actually recognize, Oh, I see that part of me that feels shame. And I see that driver. So it's that observer part is where to start that that just, that's the very beginning going beyond Mm -hmm. that. When we really want to tap into the fullness of who our inner leader is our deepest wisdom, that full authentic self you are really looking at IFS and I use this as well, or sorry, internal family systems. And then I use it as well has what are called the eight C's. So it's eight qualities that start with the letter C to let you know, if you are tapped into your highest self, into mm. your authentic self, the most important, this is my opinion. The most important three, it's easy to remember three things and eight things <laughs> <laughs> is calm, curious, and compassionate. Mm-hmm. So if you can lean into that observer energy and then check in with yourself and say, do I feel calm? Am I able to be curious about either what's going on? Am I able to be curious about this part of me? Am I able to be curious about this person that is driving me crazy, right? (laughs) Because we cannot be judgmental and curious at the same time, whether it's ourselves or others, like you can't do both. So can you be curious? And then can you bring compassion? 
Can you truly bring compassion to both yourself and to others? When you can start to play with it, those three energies to start with, that's how you know you can tap into your authentic self. Oh, that is fascinating. And I'm going to put those on a sticky note and slap them on my computer and my bathroom <laughs> mirror. And what's interesting <laughs> is those three are actually the emotions that I try to drive myself from in coaching others as well, right? That's what we're taught is yes. to be a good coach. You're holding space for someone and you are calm and curious and compassionate. There's no judgment. There's no trying to change their story. There's no, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with them. And if no only we could do that, problem, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. If only we could do that to ourselves. So, so when we're coaching others, it looks like that when we coach ourselves the same. Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's, you know, when we're talking about parts work, when I'm working with my clients, the most important thing. And the first thing that I encourage them to do is to find the connection to their authentic self. I have a guided imagery that I either give as a recording or I walk them through on the call. And then we talk about it and it's, you know, it's, it's actually just this building a beautiful scene where you're actually, you're regulating your nervous system. I mean, access to be calm, curious, and compassionate, you have to have a regulated nervous system. Yes. And so anything you can do to get your nervous system regulated is going to give you access to your authentic self. So what, whatever the process is, whether it's the guided imagery or having a conversation or getting my clients out in nature, literally nature is such a great regulator so that they have access to that authentic self because guess where self-compassion lies? Our source of self-compassion is our authentic self. We're not having our parts. Our inner critic is not going to offer self-compassion, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> our shame part is not going to offer self-compassion. Like the source of our self-compassion comes from our authentic self. So the first step, and it's a lifelong ongoing step, is to know and connect with your authentic self. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is amazing. And I think you said you can offer this guided imagery to yes. our listeners, right? You've got a download for that. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Yep. We will put the link to that in the show notes, but I also want to ask you, let's shift into business here for a second. Cause we always talk about oh, yeah. that on this podcast. Yes. How can this parts work and, and really tuning into the authentic self, how can that help us with all these negative emotions that are coming up while building yes. a business like fear and embarrassment and all these other things? Yes. So there, there's a couple of different ways when you're an entrepreneur doing your own thing. Think about how many safety nets are not there, right? Like we don't, we don't have teams. We don't have corporate. We don't have HR. We don't have benefits. So the, the safety structures that corporations offer us, entrepreneurship does not. And so it triggers a primal, like mm. not just what's my trauma, but a primal level. Am I safe? Because I have to put myself out there. I actually have to be seen. And if I'm seen and rejected, I will die. Right. And that's kind of, that's not logical, but that's what happens primally. And so there's something unique about having your own business that just activates deep level primal emotions of your littles that yes. get brought up in ways that nothing, not many other things bring it up. Yeah. Cause you're out on your own all of a sudden. When you're working a business, the first thing you want to do is build the relationship with your authentic self, because guess what? Building a business is it's not easy. It's got some challenges to it. Well, if we want to have the wisdom to know how to handle those challenges, if we want to have the courage to know how to handle those challenges, we have to be able to access our authentic self. That's where the answers lie. So the business that, that we're all wanting to build, that wisdom of what that is actually lives within our authentic self. So that's the first step is you have to be able to connect with that part of you to know what it is I'm even driving toward. Mm -hmm. Well, then enters all the protector parts. So fear comes up, um, imposter syndrome comes up, inner critics come up, perfectionism comes up. Like you can, we can make a whole list of things that come up when you're trying to build a business. Well, 
if you're not aware of parts work, what tends to happen is we just think, oh, well, I've just been hijacked or I'm just in this place. I'm just in this place of who am I? I'm an imposter. I, I don't know enough. God, that person knows so much more than me. Let me just compare yeah. myself to them. Like this is never going to, I just, I, I'm an awful, <laughs> I can't never do Right. Like we had, we go down this spiral. And if we think that's just us, that it's going down that spiral, how do we stop it? Yeah. Right? One thing I've noticed too, with clients is that sometimes they think that's the sign that they're not supposed to do this. Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 this is normal. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that it probably is the job of that part of them to get them to stop because they're right. actually afraid of something much bigger. And so if they can convince that person like, oh, I'm going to send them all these negative feelings. So they'll think, oh, this just isn't for me. I'm just going to go back to my comfort zone. Then I have done my job, says the part, right? Right. But the authentic self is going not true. This is going to come back and haunt you later. You're going to wish that you, <laughs> you're going to wish that you push through, but I'm just going to let you work through this. Right? <laughs> so when you recognize when you're going down that downward spiral, how parts work can help this is if you recognize, oh, that's actually not me. It's a part of me. That's not all of me. And if you can start to get that separation, go, wow, look at her spiral down the, look at her go, wow, she is flipping out right now. Like, let's let her flip out. And then this is where the, the inner work becomes is that we don't just let her flip out and then just move on because she'll come back stronger, right? Mm-hmm. But what we do is then from the place of our authentic self, we build a relationship with that person. We build a relationship with the part of us that flips out or is in so much fear or the imposter, whatever it is. We build a relationship. We understand. Take the imposter, for example. We would ask her questions like, what is it you're afraid of? Okay, so if that person thinks we don't know what we're talking about, what then? What's the concern? What's the worst thing that can happen? So you're really getting to know that part and then your authentic self in building the relationship. Just I mean, think about what happens if you're by yourself and you're afraid and then someone comes along and says, hey, I'm here with you. Your fear goes down. It's the same thing, but you're doing it for yourself. You're saying, hey, imposter part. I, oh, I see you. I see you're so afraid of that. You don't know what you're doing. I'm here with you. And then the imposter relaxes. And then when the imposter relaxes, you now have access to the wisdom of your authentic self about how to move forward. Yes. What I've noticed about that is that I, I feel like the critic or the, or the fear-based part or whatever it is that's sounding the alarm, they just want to make sure you're paying attention, 100%. right? And when you ignore it and walk away, they're only going to get louder. Yep. They <laughs> it's sure are. Stopping <laughs> and saying, oh, I see you. This is scary sometimes, isn't yes. it? This yeah. does make me feel like an imposter. That makes sense. Yes. And and then you acknowledge they're there and that you hear them and you're going to be on alert for it, right? And then they yep. can calm down a little bit. Okay, I sounded the alarm. I've done my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That- Acknowledgement is, uh, when you're doing parts work, acknowledging your parts, whether it's the protector parts or the littles, acknowledgement is one of the best things that you can do. Quit pushing it away. Acknowledge mm. its existence. Yes. And you know, I, I've had seen so many examples of loved ones in my life who just have not had the tools necessary to acknowledge these different parts. And it's become destructive to them because they don't have the tools to handle these emotions or or the trauma or whatever. And they just keep shoving it down. And then it manifests in, in really harmful ways. And it's so sad to see, but I love, love, love that you have shared this with us. You are such a genius that I could talk to you about this all day long. I love it. I think it's so fascinating. And I hope it has been helpful to all of you listening to just acknowledge those parts of you and to acknowledge that they're doing their job. They're, they're there to protect you and to help you watch out for those scary things. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's so great. Okay, Danny, before we let you go, please share with everyone where they can find you, what social media you're on and where your website is, where we can get more of this parts work stuff. Yeah. So my website is dannyfake.com. It's D-A-N-I-F-A-K-E.com. And then on both Instagram and TikTok, it's the same handle, which is dannyfake44. And I'm also on Facebook by my name. Awesome. So we'll put the links to all that, including to your freebie that you have offered us in the show notes. So thank you so much for that. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm going to do more of this and we'll probably have you on again because it feels so deep. Like we could just learn all day about this. Thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.